And we are live. Welcome to Romance Happy Hour. Don Ludicky here. And I am, of course, joined with the, I did it right, the amazing Dylan Crush. There she Ooh, is. Amazing tonight. Tonight I'm amazing. I know you're amazing tonight. Yeah. Cause, you know, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't talked to you in like forever. So, <laughs> like two weeks. So, speaking of that, yeah. Yeah. So, how are you doing? What are you up to? Any new releases? Since the last time you had a release last week, last episode? Um, no. And what's going on? What are you writing? All right. I haven't had any new releases, um, but I did go to New Orleans and came back, and that was a lot Ooh, of fun. Right. Um, I went for a, a writing retreat slash little mini conference kind of mastermindy thing. Um, and yeah, so that was fun. That was my first time in New Orleans as an adult. Um, and Ooh. it was an interesting place. I remember most of it. So, it was, it was so where did you end up eating? What kind of food oh, did you gosh. there? Where did we not eat? Um, I, I think we, we ate everywhere we could. The food was awesome. The cocktails were awesome. The company was great. Um, no, it was fun. Yeah. And we, we did, you know, like a haunted pub crawl and we got to go and I don't know if either one of you have ever been to New Orleans, um, Ooh. or Dawn. You've been in New Orleans. We talked about that last time, Don. I have. Um, yeah. But it was it was really cool. And we got to see the house where I think like American Horror Stories is filmed or oh. based on. Um, I don't watch that because I'm a big giant wimp when it comes to scary movies and, and scary shows. Me but too. Yeah, it was fun. Um, and so the big news that I have tonight is our Kickstarter is launching tomorrow for the Mountain Men of Mustang Mountain that I'm doing with Eve London and Casey Rose. And I'm really excited about that. It's um, Lainey, who is here with us tonight. She just did a Kickstarter. And I don't know, it's it's a really cool platform that I think a lot of people, not necessarily in romance, have been using for a really long time. And um, a lot of romance authors are kind of starting to do some projects on there. Um yeah, Laney was super successful Kickstarter. I know um, Aaron Nicholas and Melanie Harlow and a couple others are in one right now that is a blue collar book boyfriend one, and that one's going really well. Katie Robert has done a bunch of them. Um, have you been any in any Kickstarter, Sienna? No, not yet. We're not yet. I'm working on one with a few friends. Okay, so yeah, it's yeah. just it's kind of this new platform that gives gives authors another way to connect with readers and also um, brings some really things that you can't necessarily do, you know, just if you're trying to sell your books on, you know, a regular retailer. So lots of, nice. of extra yeah. extra goodies and stuff. So so that launches tomorrow. I saw Casey in the comments there. I know we're excited and nervous, and it'll be great. So. I sneezed. Sorry. <laughs> Everybody saw me. I muted myself though, so I didn't sneeze in the middle of what you were saying. So Sorry. other than that, Sorry, um, Dylan. no, that's okay. Other than that, I'm working on the next book in that series because Casey and um, Casey alternates with the ones that Eve and I write. And so like we did January, Casey's book, uh, February is for four just released this week and then um we're up again for march so i'm working on that book and yeah how about you don what's up with you Fun. i am just starting my firefighter series i'm starting mm -hmm. to write that i just got my um my edits sent into my editor 
And so then I got to get sent it to my agent after that. But yes, I'm starting to write a firefighter series. I'm very excited about it. Um, Montana is huge for, for wildfires and all that kind of fun yep. stuff. So I'm pretty excited to, to work on that one. And so that's what I am working on currently. Um, cool. But we have uh, some amazing guests here tonight. You Sienna Snow and Lainey Davis. Hello, ladies. How are you? Hi. Good. And Good. Um, let, let's let's go to you guys. And you guys tell us a little bit about yourself and what you write, um, what you're giving away, anything you kind of want the readers to know about you. And Lainey, you're going to go first. So why don't we why don't we hear from you first? Yeah, I write contemporary steamy romance. Uh, lately, it's been more rom com than angsty stuff. Um, and I'm giving away a copy of my new release, Speed Rail, which just came out on Tuesday. Um, I'm, I'm giving a copy of the paperback, maybe this one that I'll read from. Um, and I am working on building up my YouTube channel right now. So I've asked people to sign up for my YouTube channel to, uh, to enter into the giveaway. Oh, what do you fine. do? So what do you do on your YouTube? I mean, my, my, yeah, <laughs> my, my big goal is to get my audio up there. Um, and if I can get enough subscribers, I'll be able to, to do that and have, you know, a little moderate amount of ads, uh, and then be able to have my audio books on YouTube. Very cool. Oh, fun. Yeah. And then what about you, Sienna? Well, um, today is actually release day for um, the last book in my Street King series. So, yeah, I have two covers. Like in one discreet one. And um, I am giving away the um, ebooks uh, for the whole series. So, these are the covers. Oh, man, covers. Mm. I got to say, though, I. I love discreet covers because, you know, you could go out in public and whatever. Mm -hmm. But those man chests, I'm. I'm not afraid of a man chest. I love my man chest. I love them so much. I also <laughs> do. Do you run into trouble with ads, Sienna, with your man chests? Um, so I always do when um, when I do the ads, I I do the smaller image of the book, and that doesn't mm -hmm. give me a problem because I usually do suits because these guys are actually billionaires, and so they're they're mob they're mobsters. So they're you know they're, they they wear suits and stuff on a regular yeah. basis. So, but it's just kind of like you know they're. Uh, they were on the, they were street, uh, they were gang leaders at one point. So they all, all got tatted. So I always have to have the tatted picture because, you know, mm -hmm. it's hot. Yes. Then, <laughs> but I have the suits and stuff and my ads usually don't get flagged. But I have video where the guys are all there. It's that cover. And I have it like imaged where the tattoos are all like lightning coming mm -hmm. on. Never gotten flagged ever. Uh, okay. Oh, interesting. Not oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Mm. Yeah, and I yeah, think we all agree that tats are hot. I think mm -hmm. we've yeah. seen a couple. Yeah, <laughs> my tat is very hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I write dark, um, dark romance. Um, I love antiheroes, and I write um, very um, unapologetic women who bring those antiheroes to their knees. That's kind of like what I'm known I for. I love like, that. Very unapologetic mm -hmm. women. Yeah, well, so they I do mean, just you have, have to just have bad stuff. Yeah, you have to have that unapologetic woman in order to bring that antihero to his knees. But he needs mm -hmm. to come to his knees, is in my opinion, for sure. Yeah, okay. so you have to have a strong woman. I love strong women. 
that is my jam. I love strong women in books. So, yeah. All right. Well, we are, I mean, going fast today. I mean, Lainey is going to be reading for us first. Lainey, uh, what are you reading from? Can, and do you have a book cover? I'm not sure if you do or not, yeah. but this is, this yeah, is yeah, speed. Book, yeah. Yeah. It's my, it's my new release in my bridges and bitters series, which all my books are interconnected standalones. So this one is a single dad romance and uh, cash is this redheaded grumpy guy. And he has a daughter Ruby. And in the scene that I'm going to read, he's having some real trouble braiding her hair before a field trip. And this annoying woman who works in the alley behind their house is just always around. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm going to read from chapter 19 and we'll see if Piper Can I ask up. you real quick, though, about that cover? So is she They're They're working out together. And she's so he is his his side hustle is trying to do voiceover work back in his garage. Oh. And she owns kind of like a CrossFit gym and it's very loud okay. and it is very disruptive to his work. And it might've been him who called the city on her to send the inspector over about the noise ordinance. There's some feuds happening yeah. in this book. It's, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Love it. So it's an enemies to lovers. Yeah. Situation. There's enemies to lovers, grumpy sunshine, single dad. There's some found family Sweet. in there. Yeah. All, all of delicious tropes. All of those are, are some of my favorites. Yes. I love a grumpy sunshine. Yes. So yes. I'm so excited. Okay. With that, I'm going to pop you up there so we can hear your, okay. hear your excerpt. All right. Uh, so this is, I write alternate POV, but I'm not going to try to do like a man voice, but so this is a cash chapter. His name is cash. My kid just called me useless. I stared her in my socks in shock, shirtless in my dress slacks and fancy shoes as Ruby yanks on her hair and screams. You're just the most useless man in history. You ruin everything. Before I can parent this situation, she tears out the back door and into the yard, where she balls her hands into fists and releases a primal scream that will certainly wake the neighbors, if not the residents of the cemetery a mile away. Ruby! I stick my head out the back door, trying to shield my naked torso. Get back in here right now. No, I want to go live with Emerald because her mom can braid hair. I blow out a breath and cling to the door. I knew this day was coming. Tried to plan for it carefully. I've watched all the YouTube channels. I know what a fishtail is. How in the heck am I supposed to create a princess braid to take a second grader to the symphony? Who even knew the Little Mermaid was something a symphony could play for kids? All I know is we need to be at the school in about 15 minutes, and I'm missing a day of work to chaperone this nightmare. Before I can bodily haul my child back in the house, I see Piper. Clad in her usual leggings, emerging from her bright green toy car in the alley. Ruby, what's wrong, honey? Piper doesn't even lock her door before dashing over to my daughter. Piper squats in the grass and looks her square in the eye while they talk. I have a brief vision of sharing parenthood with her, of watching the two of them play in the yard while I cook dinner. Where in the heck did that come from? I hear a lot of gasping and weeping and can just make out Piper nodding in the pre-dawn autumn light. And then the two of them are headed my way, holding hands. Ruby appears to be skipping. Piper's gonna fix it. 
Ruby huffs inside, slaps a brush on the table, and plunks into her seat in the dining room. Piper waves timidly and slides past me, looking like she'd rather scrape her back on the ho coat hook than risk bumping into my chest. I guess that's fair, since we barely know each other. I haven't even had coffee yet, which is probably why I'm not freaking out that I'm shirtless in front of the vexing woman who is at least 50% responsible for this situation. I'm sure of it. I stand in silence, watching as Piper picks up the brush and starts combing Ruby's hair. Ruby closes her eyes like she's getting a massage. When I brush Ruby's hair, she squirms and shrieks. I don't see anything special about Piper's brush strokes from my angle, but I pour myself a mug of caffeine so I can more accurately assess the situation. I slurp the coffee and watch Piper's fingers bend and weave through Ruby's dark hair, forming a circular braid that clings around Ruby's head like a crown. The vision comes back of Piper in this house, in pajamas, doing our morning routine with Ruby and me. I blink that away and lean in for the final moment when Piper tucks in the ends and hides the hair tie. There, Piper says, squeezing Ruby's shoulders. You look just like Ariel if she had dark hair. Ruby sighs blissfully. Thank you, Piper. Can I see? Sure, go look. Ruby bounds upstairs to, I assume, stare at herself in the bathroom. Piper slides her hands in the pockets of her leggings. So, thanks for the video of my lights. I grunt. Thanks also for fixing the lights. I slurp my coffee, nodding. And then I remember that we're late and I'm topless. I need to get my act together. As you saw, it's been quite a morning. Piper smiles. I should offer her coffee or smile back or something, but I just stand there. Okay, well, I'm right back there in the alley if you have any more hair emergencies. Wasn't an emergency. I shake my dress shirt from where I tossed it on the table in hot pursuit of my child. I shrug into it, wishing I'd put on an undershirt, wincing at the rough material against my skin. Piper stares at me the entire time, and maybe I slow down a little as I button up. I'm not going to tuck my shirt in with her here, though. Definitely not. She flings her own braid back over one shoulder. Right, well, I'll let you get back to your field trip prep then. I follow her toward the door so I can lock it behind her, wondering if she ever locked her car. And then it hits me. How'd you know about the field trip? She flushes. Oh, some of my clients have kids in school with Ruby. They brought it up. I furrow my brow, not quite believing her, but she waves and skitters across the yard. I finish getting ready, stuffing myself into clothes that feel deeply unnatural, and wish I could shove a ball cap on my head. Ready to go, Rubes? Yeah, Cash, I'm ready for the symphony. Ruby adjusts her tights and pats her braids. We drive to the school, and I feel the other parents staring at me at drop-off. At first, I think it's just because I'm dressed differently, but I'm soon convinced there is something going on. At least five of the boys in Ruby's class have come up to me for help with their clip-on ties, and I definitely see parents whispering to one another as I fumble with the metal clasps. When I duck into the school bus, I assume Ruby will sit up front with me, but she skips off toward the back of the bus with her friend Emerald, while, and when I glance out the window, I see Emerald's mom stop smiling the second we make eye contact. Something weird is going on. And I know it's related to Piper Conklin. And that's the end. Hey, so I need to know what what weird is going on. I need to know that because I'm going to have to get this I book. Oh, you well, can't leave us with that, Lainey. Yeah, that's not fair. You can't. Yeah, leave us that with was. Uh, uh, it is a little bit of a. 
there's a feud happening uh, because Cash has called the city on Piper and the inspectors have shut down her business. So all the women who go there to work out have uh -huh. banded together to make Cash's life a little bit miserable via the PTA. So. Oh, <laughs> oh so it. she's just like sweetly like, I'll bait your daughter's hair. Sure. Yeah. I'm going to bring your daughter here, <laughs> but then I'm going to take down your life. Yeah, is basically what I'm hearing. Like, okay, all right. Well, she's awesome. The mom, mom yeah. brigade is after him. Yeah, <laughs> no, for sure. It. Yeah, got it. So, how did you get the inspiration for this book? So, uh, in in the way that they kind of meet each other is he forgets that there's a half day at school and. Uh, his daughter Ruby gets off the bus and she's just kind of wandering around the neighborhood and Piper is is at the gym doing stuff and takes care of Ruby till he gets home and the Pittsburgh public schools have so many half days and I have <laughs> forgotten them before <laughs> my kids have a half day like every other week so I just I was like I yeah. need to do something about these half days <sighs> we have late starts yeah. so which really? if you forget about late, late starts, starts it's not as bad because, you know, you take your, and then there's just no school, you know, but yeah, I, I could see like a half day. If you forget to pick up at a half day, that's worse than trying to take them too early for a late start. So yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> would you rather have a half day or a late start though? I would rather have a late start because then my kids are the age now where they'll sleep in if there's a late mm -hmm. start. Um, yeah. But I, I guess have, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. I have two dairy. How late kids. is your late Oh, go ahead, Mary. I I was just saying I have two children who act like dairy farmers, and they're up, you know, at six, no matter what. And then I have like a frat boy who is upstairs right now, thumping around. <laughs> we have to drag him out of yeah, <laughs> up all night but sleeping all morning kind of mm -hmm. situation. Yeah. yeah, I got a daughter like that. She's sixteen, <laughs> but. It yeah. shifted for, yeah, it shifted for my kids when they got a little older because they used to be up. I'm like, are you sure my kid is getting yeah. enough sleep? I mean, you know, it's like children, yeah. children that are, you know, like age eight and under should get more than seven hours of sleep a night. And they're like, some kids just don't need as much. Um, mm -hmm. But now that they've gotten a little bit older and are in their teens, um, they're catching yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank goodness. Yeah. My, yeah. my nine year old will be up i'll be up i wake up at 3 30 for work and then i'm like out of the door by five sometimes he'll be like mom you know and i'm just like no 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 <laughs> 3 a.m going back to bed and then but the one on a year younger than him I, I we always have to go wake him up and he's just like no i'm not going to school today i'm just gonna stay in bed all day but yeah they're two polar opposites and they're irish twins so they're only a year apart so it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Yep. But and yeah, how is that you, book? Sienna? Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Dylan. I think there's a, a delay with your audio, Don, because I I feel like we keep talking over each other. <laughs> yeah. It could be, and I'm gonna have to update update my internet on the next read. Um. No. Go ahead, Sienna. Do you do you have? kiddos or would it rather would you rather a half day or a late start that was the question i think oh you're muted yeah let's unmute you oh i can't i think you muted yourself oh there i didn't even realize i did that 
Um, I have a high schooler that's 16, so she drives herself, and then one in college. So they are on their own. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Oh, good for nice, you. Nice, nice. I, I have a 16-year-old as well, but she doesn't have a car yet because she got herself grounded for some time. And um, she's not getting a car anytime soon, unfortunately <laughs> for me, because I would love her to drive to school. <laughs> she's driving her brother's car yeah. because he can't take a car freshman year. He's at Georgia Tech. And it is too expensive to park a car as a freshman because it's an urban campus. Mm-hmm. I'm not paying oh. exorbitant fees to park a car that he can't drive anywhere anyways. So, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that works out. Yeah. So she's just happy that she has a car and I'm happy I don't have to drive her. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Lainey, I was going to yes. ask, how does this book tie into your other your other books? And does this take place in Pittsburgh as well? Yeah. So the series that I'm doing now is my Bridges and Bitters series. So the first book is Fireball and then there's Liquid Courage and now Speed Rail. Oh. And these, uh, all of the heroines, they all hang out at a bar called Bridges and Bitters. Um, and Esther is the owner of the bar and her book I'm working on right now. She's my favorite. You're not supposed to have favorites. But so they're all like best friends. This is a found family series. I have just, I just did two big series in a row that was all brothers. And I wanted a, I wanted to try something different. But yeah, they're all set in Pittsburgh and they kind of know the people from my previous book. So they mm-hmm. give people a little bit of taste of, of the other series as well. Well, and do you find that readers really like that when they get to see, you know, like little cameo appearances and Easter eggs from, you know, like another series? And even though they're not like super tightly connected and interwoven, they still get that little kind of hit where if they've read the yeah. others. Yeah, I definitely love getting the emails. They're like, oh, my gosh, I saw Nicole. You said she has a baby now. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I love getting those emails because I write those there on purpose, you know. <laughs> well, and I think as readers, too, it's like when you connect to the character, you know, and then it's like, I don't know, when, you, you know, you say, oh, my gosh, she has a baby now. You know, it's like it's like they're real. You wonder, right. you know, when you close the book, it's like their lives don't end. They're still living somewhere, yeah. you know. And so it's well, that's what's so much fun with with fiction. I have to tell you, so this, this heroine, her name is Chloe and her best friend is Samantha and she, Chloe plays soccer. I play on this women's soccer team and a woman showed up the other night and her name was Chloe. And she's like, I'm new. My friend Samantha told me to come. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh, that's That's women into existence. That's, they need to be like a rom-com about that, you know, um, like a, a romance author who all the characters that she's been writing start showing up and in her life. I felt and... like I was on the train. Oh my show. gosh. That, yeah, <laughs> that's, so that's so funny. That would be fun. That would so. be so awesome. Um, we so did Dylan, have a do we questions. have any questions? Yes. God, you're reading my mind, Dawn. Um, all right. Sorry, so I Linda, know, yeah. Linda is the only one who has posted questions right now. I'm just double checking. Um, We can always count on Linda for some good questions. Um, Linda wants to know who has had the biggest impact on the person you have become. That is a really deep, serious question, Linda, to to kick off the evening with. But I'm eager to hear what you guys say. I feel like, though, Linda has been really deep lately. I think last time she had some really deep questions, too. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she did. 
So Lainey, you want to take this one first, just because we'll just keep going in that order since yeah, I mean, we'll try to talk at the same time and it gets awkward. It's got to be my mom. Um, she was a voracious romance reader and I really started reading her romance books. She, she passed away in 2015 and um, I just I wish that she could see that I've become a full-time romance author because I know that she would really love that. But yeah, that's, she's my why. <laughs> for me, How about you, Sienna? Um, for the biggest impact on me as a person, um, I would say my mom as well, like as a person and stuff, but for writing wise, it was Honestly, like the other authors that I've met, like um, I met Karen Rose and then um, it's just kind of like, you know, where I've met so many different authors during my journey mm -hmm. and they have impacted me and they've been really amazing people that, you know, I just feel like I, it's been really just n knowing that there are some amazing mentors out there who are mm -hmm. always willing to just kind of like Desiree, the late Desiree Holt. She, she mm -hmm. really impacted oh, me a lot. Cause when I met her, um, I, I hadn't even published a book. I had just mm -hmm. gotten signed with an agent and then I sat with her at a table and she's like, Oh, hi. And then she's like, you're going to go indie. Like she didn't even like, I hadn't even published. <laughs> just straight up told me you're going to go indie. And I was <laughs> like, but I just signed a contract. And she's like, you're going to go indie. <laughs> and, <laughs> And so Aww. it was just really great. She was just an amazing mentor. And whenever I asked her for help, she's like, oh, of course. And it was just those kind of people. They helped me a lot. Yep. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's see. There was one more. If anybody else has questions, feel free to put them in the comments. Um, Linda had one more that we've got so far. What's the best and worst advice you have received with respect to your writing? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, recently, um, like, like Sienna was saying, other writers, especially in this genre, I have found are so generous with mm -hmm. their time and advice and wisdom. And somebody um, at the conference recently suggested writing the blurb first, you know, the synopsis. And mm -hmm. I used to sort of just sit down and write. Um, I didn't used to plot before. And writing the blurb first, really picking out what my tropes were going to be, that has really been helpful um for me and I think I think that my books have gotten a lot better um I don't know if I can think of bad writing advice offhand because I tend to just forget about it <laughs> I guess yeah that sounds very positive <laughs> how about you Sienna? Have... Okay. oh sorry no no I have a question afterwards so once Sienna okay. answers I'll, I'll ask mine okay um the best advice I've gotten is don't li listen to the negative advice. <laughs> like just ignore it. Yeah. And, and the worst advice I've been given is um, to not write a steam. Because oh. that's what I'm known for. My mm -hmm. really descriptive steaming sex. Mm -hmm. And I realize I don't need to have anybody else's voice. And so mm -hmm. when I started just being true to who I was, I like the dark and all that stuff, I started selling. And I realized people can hear my voice. Like the more I love my writing, 
mm-hmm. the better I did. And so I was like, yeah, screw you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you, Don? I want to hear your answer to this question, too. Um, geez. <laughs> I guess the best advice I've ever um, had was from Linda Lale Miller. And it was when I first wrote my book and before I had, I didn't even know what to do with it. And she, you know, she, um, I was on a Facebook chat with her and she's the one that told me join RWA and, um, start that way. And, um, that I think was the best advice because I joined this organization and it doesn't have to be RWA, but you know, for me at that time, that's what it was, um, to join this organization and start networking and start, you know, and, and my career took off after that, you know, to where it is now, as far as worst advice, I mean, the, I don't know. I, I guess I haven't really had any, well, yeah. I mean, it would have to be the same as Sienna. Like don't, don't write, certain things like you have mm-hmm. to write what is part of you mm-hmm. um, I'm not a beta writer I'm just not I can't write good betas I've been struggling with this beta that I thought was a beta that they want to be even more beta mm. and <laughs> like for years I just cannot write betas and so like make sure you write what's true to you and not just what mm-hmm. somebody tells you to write like no 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 he needs to be more this way he needs to be more that way so yep no, I would agree you, with that. You can tell it comes through in your writing. You can tell when it's not, it's not your jam. You know? mm-hmm. yeah, I would agree. I guess that's what I would say. But now you made me forget my question. So <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, I, I remember it now. Okay. <laughs> um. So um, what, how do you deal with bad reviews? That was my question. Oh. I'd like to hear that. How do you deal with bad reviews? I mean, I look at them and I think, you are wrong. You got it so wrong. And then I walk away. (laughs) But like every now and then I'll get the kind of bad review that I love, which is one star for the book being too raunchy or too much sex. Um, I love those because I use them in my marketing. Um, But the ones that are, you know, the people who don't like the story I shake my fist at them and, and then I walk away because I know I'm not supposed to engage and reviews are for readers, but yeah. Yeah. I How love that. I love the ones where I'm too much for them. Like mm-hmm. I love that because I know I am too much for them. I, I know I own my extra, <laughs> so I own it. But then the ones that are like really critical or something like that, then I, the way I look at it is I am just not for you. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I've learned, I've, I've initially, when I first started writing, it would really hurt. Mm-hmm. Now I'll look at it and I'm like, I'm just not your cup of tea. It's cool. There's yeah. other authors out there. There's so many authors out there. Yeah. Because I have such amazing readers that send me emails and I have this, um, this a folder whenever I get emails and stuff like that, I keep it in there. And so whenever I'm feeling down, I just go look at it and mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. see, I'm there. That's yeah. my, those are my people. And right. so, Aww. That's a good idea. I I keep it. It's my like happy folder. And so I look at that and I'm like, 
those are my people. I'm the, uh, the person who wrote that. I'm not their people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, think I think that's so important because, yeah, I think as, you know, baby authors, when you first start out, it's like you just want to write something that everybody likes. You know, you don't want to write anything that like, you know, like you, you know, I, it, it's like I, I just you get a, a harsh review and it's like, oh, you know, I mean, it's mm-hmm. like you feel like someone's like stabbing you. Um, but yeah, I, I think like you see it, it's, it's kind of, you look at it as I don't like every book I read, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I try to put myself in their shoes too. Um, you know, it's like they, I'm in a book club and somebody can say that was, you know, five stars. I loved it. You know, I, I think, you know, let's read another one by that author and I'll be like, oh my gosh, um, you know, I, was, I couldn't even finish it or, yeah. you know, or I love a book that somebody else doesn't. And you know, I mean, how boring would it be if we all wrote books that everybody liked? Like nobody would love yeah. them because they they would be so bland. Um, and so yeah, yeah like I, I love really dark and you know thirty mm-hmm. books, and my sister would be like, "What the heck is wrong with you?" <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Or you know, some yeah. people like books that you know all give me all the triggers, and other people are like, you know, no, I only want to read sweet romance, and so. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what is so beautiful about this community is, I mean, there is seriously something for everyone. I mean, even if you, you know, are reading orcs and, um, you know, aliens and shifters and I mean, whatever historical, I mean, there's something for everybody. And so, you yeah. know, you don't have to like everything. You shouldn't like absolutely everything. Yeah. And um, that's why I decided um, when I get a harsh review there, you know, I'm not there young. Mm-hmm. right exactly yep and so I've had when I first started writing it would crush me and I would cry mm-hmm. because you know when you're a baby author it hurts your heart yeah it's just yeah. like it's devastated and you're just like I hate you but uh-huh. then now you're like <laughs> I'm just not your yum right yeah yep. exactly. and they're gonna say I'm I'm I guess I'm to a point where I just don't even really read reviews that much anymore because it's like I I know that like sometimes I just I'm not not your cup of tea you yeah know? like not your yum and mm-hmm. sometimes I am but um I do love I do love reading them I just don't always read them I guess lately as whereas when I was younger or a baby author I would definitely like every day just be chucking chucking mm-hmm. chucking like mm-hmm. chucking my reviews do, do they love my book do they love my book and now I'm just like well I'm not writing my book for you necessarily <laughs> I'm writing it if you love it then you love it but I'm writing my book for me because I have to get this story told mm-hmm. and so you know if I'm telling this story then then it's for me if you like it then I love that you like it let's be besties you know mm-hmm. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's my yep. opinion but yeah yeah awesome. and I always say Goodreads is like um the children of the corn for the authors <laughs> yeah, I, I, do, I do avoid that yeah <laughs> do not enter especially after dark yeah <laughs> don't, go, yeah. don't go in alone yeah yep. <laughs> might not come back yep. yeah for real well, on that note, should we hear from Sienna? Um, yes. Ready for the darkness. So bring on the dark. Let's do this. Sienna, you so I had to make, I had to like find a passage that was clean. So it took me a minute. But um, I'm going to do a shorter passage. And I'll give you a little background first. Um, when they're, they're referring to, so 
this is a, there's a lot of spies and things like that in there. So when they're talking about the league, they mean the spy, uh, spy agency. And this is from Sam's point of view. I'm glad you aren't planning to make me show up alone. What made you change your mind? Jessica Rawl asked as she exited her limo upon arrival at the Atlas house, one of the evening spaces owned by her father. I offered my, her my arm. Let's say I have a few people to annoy. Oh, good. We have the same mission. Want to share the names on your list? Absolutely not. It's a need to know. She shot me a grin. Besides, you are just as tight-lipped about the people you like to poke into a frenzy of rage. I'm pretty open about who I dislike. Members of the New York City elite establishment don't count. You need a reminder you're... You're one of them. I'm an interloper who learned the right speech and behavior. As we passed security, I handed them my invitation. But as soon as they caught sight of Jessica, they handed the envelope back to me and stepped out of the way. However, a few other team members began scrambling and others began speaking into wrist mics. You fit better than I do, and I was born into it. I take it you forgot to tell your family that you would be in attendance and bringing a guest? My sister knew, and now my parents do. Though the grass isn't greener on the elitist side, we stepped into the ballroom and immediately swept an attention shifted. We immediately swept uh, in, and attention shifted in our direction. Jessica's lips curved in that calm smile I'd seen Devani don so many times whenever she wanted to mask her emotions. Didn't Jaina and Danica fill you in? It's sunshine and roses on the elitist side. And if you don't follow the establishment, the ladies and daughters will all, uh, with all the power, make your life so easy. They talk about you to anyone who will listen and then point out every one of your flaws. Then your parents will meticulously groom you and force you to attend all the parties to prove you are the perfect example of an upper coast socialite. The sarcasm in the description of her youth had me chuckling. She could definitely give Jaina a run for her money in the just keep it real department. What could one of the most successful litigators in New York have done to fall from grace in her family's eyes? You mean besides show up to an exclusive charity dinner with Samir King? Exactly. Oh, so many things, she hummed. Chief amongst them, I stood on the opposite side of the line they drew in the sand. So under the perfect Miss I Always Follow the Establishment guise is a rebel? Duh, you know about the outdoor sports I enjoy. Speaking of those sports, are you playing anytime soon? I'm always playing. Everything else is a side gig. When did you start playing? Is this curiosity or do you want to join the team? From what I heard, you have a, you have a start, uh, you have to start young. I doubt I qualify. We do start young, between 17 and 18, usually. I only know one exception, much younger, but I'm sure there are others. No, only one exception ever, Devani. According to Devani, when the North American directors had learned her education started the day she turned 13, all hell broke loose. They viewed the actions of her trainer as grooming a child to become an assassin before they could make a conscious choice. However, Devani believed her trainers gave her a purpose, 
and helped her survive her childhood. Her mentor had also given her the skills to play on the shark-infested chessboard she'd have to navigate as the heiress to Maya Rutna Holdings. I believe your sports league president is unique in every way possible. Devani came into view as if on cue, crossing the threshold of the ballroom as Neil Joshi, on Neil Joshi's arm. From the mo first moment I saw her, she had this aura. It was how she gave no Fs or couldn't have that cared less whether anyone loved or hated her. Though feeling, though feeling lay heavy on the latter side of the scale. Jealous, all of them. Growing up, I wondered what it would feel like to be the wealthiest person in the room. And then I'd gotten to know Devani. She rarely, if ever, trusted anyone and viewed the world with suspicion. Hot damn, doesn't, that doesn't look anything like the league president tonight, Jessica said with a hum of admiration from one side. She sure knows how to make an entrance. Queens always do. I had no doubt she planned everything um, to command attention, to own the room, from the way she precisely applied her makeup to coordinate with the bold blue body-hugging modern Lenka trolley she wore, to how precise the diamonds and sapphires covering her hair, neck, and arms reflected the light to give the correct impact. She ignored everyone around her except Joshi, who seemed to keep a dialogue of some type going, which she responded to without changing her demeanor. The fact they made a stunning couple had every instinct I'd spend years schooling down and raging to burst free. I shouldn't have expected it to be easy knowing that this was an act. As long as she was on another man's arms, walking with him in public in the light of day, I'd feel this way. F, maybe I shouldn't have gone down to the cage for a sparring match with Kira Ray. Kicking the S out of him, out of them would calm me down enough to get me back to a manageable level. All of a sudden, her dark eyes locked with mine. The familiar energy I associated with her crackled between us. Her eyes heated and her lips parted for her to release a tiny breath. Then she touched her tongue to her lips, reminding me so much of that first time she'd walked into the poker club and challenged me to a game. The night we'd gone from being one of the King brothers who bartered for favors with the director of Solon North America to us, Sam and Devani. My body re responded as it always had when faced with her hunger and lust. Good thing my text covered the heavy bulge along the front of my pants. No other woman drew me the way she could with a glance. I wanted to possess her, own her. She poised, uh, her poised expression faltered and the arousal clouding her face, her eyes faded and turned ice cold with anger when she focused, her, when her focus shifted to Jessica at my side. However, within a millisecond, she drained her emotions back under control, returning her mask solidly into place. Except for the clenching of her jaw, only someone who knew her body inside and out would notice. Good to know the jealousy was just, wasn't just one-sided. It would make things a hell of a lot easier when we had our discussion. That was interesting. Care to elaborate? My position in the league is to observe and I catch everything, even when I wish I didn't. Your point? Whatever just passed between the two of you, let me give you this advice. And that is, they don't call her the queen of diamonds for nothing. It will take more than luck or a prince with a billion in the bank to break, the, break that rock hard shell. Good thing I'm not a prince, but a king.
Love it. Oh my gosh. I love the ending. That was a good, that was a good ending. <laughs> yeah. So are you telling Lainey that that was a good ending? Because that, you felt yeah, like Lainey, that was closer. a good ending. Cause it was like, yes, I want more, but I'm, I'm not like hanging on edge. Like what the hell dude. But no, I'm just kidding. I love you. Lainey. You did great. I mean, <laughs> you, I can tell you where you can get the book if you want to know what. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> <laughs> definitely pop a link in the in the comments because i'm sure after your your uh cliffhanger there everybody loves to grab your book so um do so, we have some questions because i have one a question and a comment of my own so okay, i'll let you go, go ahead first still go no, ahead let you go first i'll if i have time i'll do i'll do mine okay um we do have another question from linda um people are I don't know, sleeping tonight or something. We we don't have a ton of questions in the comments. Um, Linda's keeping us hopping. But I was curious because I know, Sienna, you do write a lot of um, dark stuff. And so, you know, I mean, if your heroine is an assassin, I mean, how do you do your research for this? Do you have a, do you have connections with a lot of assassins who, who you can, mm -hmm. you know, pump for information or? Um. I have family that are federal agents. Ah, <laughs> that's great. Perfect. Perfect okay. answer. I literally, I literally will be like, um, is this real? And he, and then they'll be like, no, this is BS. And then I'll be like, can you read this scene? Is this actually how they would take somebody down? And then they'll be like, yep. That's exactly what you do, especially if, and then I go, she's my height or she's just slightly taller than me. So how would she take down a guy that's like, you know, 200 pounds? And then they'd be like, like this. <laughs> and then, <laughs> wow. Good. I'm so glad that you have that connection because like, I mean, I was afraid you were going to answer yes to Dylan's question. Like, yes, you have <laughs> assassins in your family. I'm glad to hear they're just federal agents I, instead of I didn't assassins. Ask if assassins were in her family, I said, Oh, a connection. Connections to but, assassins. But my connection. research history is um, very, could put me on like the CIA watch list or FBI watch list. So I had to let this family member know that I'm like, <laughs> if I get in trouble, it's because of this. This is why I'm looking up the Yakuza. <laughs> if you have a close family member that is an age, they probably already do have a file on you. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. I had to, when my family member got um, uh, into the, we had to be interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> so. Whoa. I had they a, knew everything about us beforehand. Yes. <laughs> I had a college friend that went into um, government stuff, and yeah, I'm I'm sure some of if our. If they even walked it, walked near my house, they knew everything about us. It was yeah. just kind of like preliminary. Whoa. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah i I've had I, I've had some clearances before, but um, yeah, we and my husband. Um, my, my husband too, he got interviewed because his friend was getting a, a top secret clearance. So he got mm. interviewed too. And he was just like connected to him from way back when, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm. yeah, for sure. Remember, did, did you lie then? Did he lie and say like he was into all this no. kind of weird stuff? And oh no. Okay. Oh my gosh. He should have. <laughs> Holy crap. I'm going to talk to him now. No, oh he gosh, probably would have gotten in trouble. <laughs> all right. I'm teasing. <laughs> um, Linda has another question. 
And she wants to know, do you think everything happens for a reason? Gosh, Linda, you're like super deep tonight. What is, what is up with Linda? Okay, Linda, what are you drinking? Like, pop in the comments. Are you, drinking, are you like drinking your muse? Moose? Is it moustrel? It's not moustrel. What's that? What, it, she's our Canadian. She has a Canadian a winter drink. It's like the Christmas oh drink. oh um um moose milk. Moose milk. Moose oh. milk. Linda, what is it? Pop it in the comments and tell us if you're drinking it tonight because it's like moose super milk. deep. Moose huh. milk. All right. I I don't know if I think everything happens for a reason. I do like to spend time thinking about things afterward, you know, analyzing. I've done therapy. So (laughs) I do try to make meaning from things that happen. Jesus, I'm not drinking. (laughs) What the hell is milk? You're not laughing at your answer, Lainey. Um, We're laughing because Linda is saying, Oh my God. I'm so sorry, Lainey. I have no idea where Don got that, but you know what, Don? Sometimes Don just comes up with some stuff. Maybe Don was drinking fermented elk milk. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe Maybe I came up with moose milk. I'm going to. We'll have to have somebody go Google moose milk and tell us what that is. That'd be a real thing. Here. Right. I don't want to so. put that in my search history while I'm on with Sienna. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Sienna, do you, my list. <laughs> <laughs> do you think everything happens for a reason? I'd like to. Like, you know, because, uh, you know, even the negative things that happen in life I wonder if you know it's teaching us something Mm -hmm. I've gotten to this phase where I feel like I can grow from everything that happens even the Mm -hmm. bad and so I always try to that's my new zen kind of thing I'm learning to do that some days it's harder but you know I really feel like there's a reason why something in life happens for you know to teach me something Mm mm-hmm and yep. if I survived it, that means I've made it through. So, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, we don't have time to probably fully dive into this, but yeah, I think, and and we don't normally go super deep on romance happy hour anyways. Um, <laughs> but I, it just makes you think about like some of the big things that have happened throughout history, you know, I mean, yeah, it's hard to think some of those things happen, you know, for a reason, but yeah, it's hard to see at the time oftentimes. So I don't know. Yeah. I guess I would agree. I do think things happen for a reason, but I think, you know, sometimes it's really, really, really hard and we might not ever really understand why. Yeah. Yeah. So, gosh, I don't know. I feel like Linda should answer this question in the comments too. Yeah. You can't be like super deep, serious questions on us and then like not answering. So I think she needs to do that too. Well, I'm going to lighten things up here a little bit and ask. Please do. Yeah, ask Sienna, um, please explain the Yodas behind you. Yes. Oh, I, One has a um, crown, so I'm assuming that's you. Well, it's my crown for our TikToks. I wondered oh. if that's what it was. <laughs> On it's my TikTok crown. You know, when I'm a queen. Perfect. Yes. <laughs> Love it. But I'm, I'm obsessed with Grogu. Um, I, I'm a, I'm a geek and I'm a total Star Wars geek and my kids, um, make fun of me and, but then they feed my love of Grogu. 
So they buy me, and this was my Christmas gift from them. <gasps> oh. So, like, even though they make fun of me, they mm-hmm. feed my like, my obsession. I had and so this is this is a replica. <laughs> like, this is like a this one is uh like a four hundred dollar replica. Like, it's oh, wow. literally it, it feels like what the actual uh, what he would feel like in production. Wow. Yeah, and so I'm like, no one touch it. (laughs) (laughs) So is that why your crown was not it? Because I was wondering if that was like a representation of your family, but you were like the queen and like the the biggest one, even though you're obviously really tiny. So it just fits on it. (laughs) (laughs) It just kind of holds my crown. (laughs) I'm obsessed with Grogu, and now that the show's going to start in March, I'm like, oh my god, nobody better bother me. That's funny. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So that I'm a little that bit makes me, that makes me wonder, Lainey, what are you obsessed with? Yeah. I'm obsessed with Outlander. This is my oh. Outlander stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got all my Outlander wine bottles, and I think season seven of the show is coming out soon-ish. But I get I get more excited about the books somebody was asking me yesterday like oh why do people do discrete covers etc and i'm like i have like multiple covers of each of the outlander books like don't touch my don't touch my mantle <laughs> yeah i um i got to meet diana gambledon once when she was at a conference um in phoenix oh yeah she was- lives near there yeah yep many many years ago but she talked about it was right after i think season one or season two had come out and she talked about, you know, optioning the book for film and, and then it had actually been optioned several times before that, but they finally, you know, um, were able to make it, but yeah, it was really interesting. And yeah, I, I have a signed book by her. So that I know she signed cause I was there and then my yeah. kid worked at, at a bookstore. <laughs> and so when the latest one came out, they had some signed copies. And so I got, that was what my kid gave me for Christmas that year was a signed copy of a, a Diana Gabaldon book. So. Yeah. Well, my children gave me this fine <laughs> cactus. My kids are in elementary Aww. school still. So. I love it. Aww. Is it on top? It's pom poms. Yeah. Uh-huh. Awesome. Oh, so cute. <laughs> Super cute. Yeah, and it's on my desk. Well, oh, Donna said she got to introduce her to conference in Vancouver. Yeah, that's so. Oh, and she's tiny, Diana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was. Well, of course, I'm only like five foot four on a good day. And so I guess I thought she was regular, regular size. <laughs> <laughs> okay i have to i have to redeem myself here though um linda no moose milk is a traditional canadian alcoholic mixed drink with roots in the historic celebratory events of the canadian armed forces according to wikipedia well wikipedia it's a real thing moose milk linda did you just create that wikipedia page don i did i did not because i also have like look (laughs) Look, that's not Wikipedia. That's like all recipes. <laughs> so our assignment tonight is to go make moose milk. Oh yeah, <laughs> Linda, you can't be. Aren't you Canadian? Oh my goodness. <laughs> I love you. 
I love I, you so much. I, 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 don't, I don't remember talking about Moose Milk before, but I, I don't I know. I could have swore we did, and I could have said she she loved it. Um, you know what? I, Dawn, before my mom, our next show, you need to go back and re-listen to every episode, every one of our 102 episodes, and see if you can find the episode where we talk about Moose Milk. <laughs> I'm going to have to. No, my mom got it from, like, her Canadian friends that they go to, like, they they um snowbird with down to Arizona mm-hmm. and they would make them moose milk. Well, there you go. I thought mm-hmm. every Canadian knew about moose milk. But Jeez. Linda says we can ask her anything about beavers. I love you, Linda. Linda, you're my bestie. We just got a beaver in Pittsburgh. There's one in one of the parks and it's all over the news. Like, don't approach the beaver. It's important to our ecology. Oh my gosh, I Everybody's love that. Everybody's obsessed with the beaver. <laughs> Don't approach the beaver. <laughs> we need to get a sign and like maybe hang it in the back of ours. This is don't approach the beaver. Yes. Leave it to Dawn. Every single episode brings up the beaver. I was surprised, Dawn, when, when they said the best advice you ever received. I really thought you were going to go there, but you didn't. So. Oh, I totally missed that window. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did. You did. But, but. You have to give me credits, like mad props, because I don't think I've cussed yet, and we only have two minutes left till the end of the show. <laughs> and there is now, a first time for everything, but I'm yeah. I'm thinking we're still not we still haven't reached the safety zone until you hit that end. I don't know because I did. The reason I said that was because in my mind I had a cuss word, and I actually changed one of the words to non cuss word. So I thought I'm doing pretty good. I should make sure Dylan knows. You're thinking so on the fly. I am. I am tonight. Yeah, it's the wine, I think. Yeah. I'm sure that's helping. You know how hard it was to not, I had to like bleep out my words. I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. We could tell yeah. and we appreciate that. Yes. We do, we do. Yeah. So, so yeah, uh, we are kind of at the end. Do we have any more questions, Dylan? I don't see any other questions. I, I think it's just been a slow night for questions tonight. I think everybody's getting ready for the Super Bowl this weekend. Oh, the Super Bowl. I'm so what are your plans not- for the Super Bowl right as we wrap up? Tell us what your plans are for the Super Bowl, who you're cheering for. Um, and then if you want to tell us real quick, like where people can find you, where do you, I mean, I know you're, you're both everywhere, but like, where do you hang out the most? Or where's the best place to connect with you? Yeah. Well, so I live in Pittsburgh, so I cannot support Philadelphia in the Super Bowl. Uh, um, and I'm at LaneyDavis.com and I hang out probably the most on, on Instagram where I'm author Laney Davis and I'm on YouTube author Laney Davis. Yes. Yes. And feel free to pop those links in the comments of the show later yeah. so that people can, can follow up with you and find you. Okay. Uh, I am on Facebook and Instagram. I do TikTok, but that's just kind of like when I get the whim. And so I'll be there once in a while. I'm actually going to be doing a live soon um, in a few days there. So I will be there. You can find me being a hot mess. I am a hot mess. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing half the time. So if you see me acting like a total dumbass, oops, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it's me. Yeah, but that's me. And then um, I'm on my website, tianasnow.com. So you can find me there. And are you watching the Super Bowl? Are you cheering for anybody? No, yeah, not really. <laughs> I'm a college football girl. So that's mm-hmm. that's my whole thing. And my school won. So that's all I care about. 
they won the ch- national championship. So that's <laughs> that was just the best day of my life because I was just like, they have not won, you know, since I think the eighties. So. Awesome. <laughs> what about you, Dylan? Who are you cheering for? Um, well, I got to cheer for the Chiefs because I used to live in Kansas City, and I actually, mm-hmm. when I had my balloon business, I did balloons for the Chiefs. So, oh, yeah, so I, I have that connection, and plus, I have a lot of family there. So, fun. So, yeah, I'll be cheering for the Chiefs. I will but. be cheering for nobody. Okay. I'm not a big football fan, but more importantly, my husband said. Maybe I should take you out on Saturday all day and we should go get massages and just like hang out. And then the grandma can take the kids for the, the, the night and then we can come home and go out to eat and then just come home and like celebrate Valentine's early. And I thought, where was this husband? I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. No, he's a great husband. Um, yes. Yeah, so that's what I'm doing on Super Bowl Sunday. Whoa. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. My husband was like, are we doing cards this year or anything? I mean, <laughs> you tell me what we're supposed to do. I and- know. <laughs> yeah. Mine usually gets me something, but this is the first year he's like, let's go do something. And mm-hmm. I'm just like. Nice. That's why you're my bestie. Yep. yep. Very cool. Yeah. All right. All right. I think I'll be um, painting our foyer this, this. Uh, oh, nice. This weekend. weekend. So that's my that's how my husband shows love. He does things around the house. Paints your foyer. But what color is he painting it? Oh, a basic beige-ish gray. You know. Yeah. Is it beige or gray? Because aren't they two separate? It's grayish. Okay. Grayish. Yes. This new color that Dylan just created was grayish. Popular. (laughs) I've heard people say grayish before. Um, yeah, it's, it's grayish, the very popular grayish color. <laughs> okay. Please so. post a picture, or at least text me a picture of your grayish foyer. I'd like to see. I will if you is. post a picture of your moose milk that you're going to be making. So there we go. Quick reminder That's- before you say goodbye. Um, we do have the giveaway up on the Romance Happy Hour Facebook page. So head on over there. Both Sienna and Lainey have some goodies for you this week. And we'll be back uh, next two weeks from now. So we're back on the 20... Something. Some third. The 23rd. Definitely February not 23rd. the 30th. Definitely yeah, not the no. 30th. We'll be back on February 23rd. So until then, everybody, I hope you have a, a great Super Bowl Sunday and a great happy Valentine's Day and Galentine's Day and all that. And yeah. we'll see you then. All right. We'll see you. Bye. Bye.